Welcome to the Pathways Senior Care Advisors Coffee and Conversation Podcast. We are a team of senior care planning professionals who partner with individuals and their families who are considering senior care living options. At Pathways, it is our mission to provide guidance to high-quality senior care that results in a safe and happy life for our clients. The goal of this podcast is to provide our clients and potential clients with relative information and interviews with subject matter experts focused on issues key to preparing for senior living. We hope you enjoy this episode of Coffee and Conversation. Thank you all for joining us today. This is our fourth Coffee and Conversation in a series. I'm Stacy Carter, a managing partner with Pathways Senior Care Advisors. And each week we um, are having a Zoom meeting and we're hosting a different speaker with a different topic related to senior care to try to help educate people on what they need to do now to prepare for those later years. And uh, Mary Coron and I started Pathways over three years ago when we realized that there was a huge need in our community for some guidance on senior care and caregiving. And because so many people wait until there's a crisis situation and they panic and they don't know what to do. So we, um, after we started Pathways, we actually got um, a network of professionals that we work with that help us assist people with the different needs that they have. So with that being said, I am going to turn the presentation over to Mary to introduce our speaker today on Medicare. Thanks, Stacy. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been amazing to us over the last three years how many people are so unprepared for the later stages of their lives. And one of the big issues is their expectation of what Medicare is and what a Medicare supplement is. So today, we're really fortunate to have with us Paula Hendrick. Paula is with Hatchins Insurance Group, and she knows a whole lot about Medicare and Medicare supplements. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to her today. Paula? Thank you all. I appreciate y'all so much for having me today, and I'm happy to discuss Medicare, and hopefully we can help answer some questions and, and kind of get people on the right track on what Medicare is for and, and how it works. Um, I'm gonna share my screen so that we can um, review the information together. Oh, helps to start at the beginning, doesn't it? All right, can everybody see my screen okay? Yes. yes. Perfect. So as Mary mentioned, my name is Paula Hendrick. I am with Hatchins Insurance Group. Um, feel free to call us anytime with any questions regarding this presentation or any Medicare questions you may have. Um, Medicare um, is a federal program. So a lot of people may confuse this with Medicaid, but Medicare is a federal program that is actually administered by CMS. It's the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. So anytime you receive mail that has CMS logo in the corner, it's definitely an important document that you need to pay attention to. Um, Social Security Office, your local Social Security Office processes all Medicare applications. And so anytime you sign up for Medicare, you would do so either online or through your Social Security office. And then they can provide you general information about the program as well. 
So Medicare was enacted back in 1965. It's a fee-for-service system. So that means that you um, have a service, there is a fee for that charge, and we'll talk about that in a little more detail. It is for those people who are 65 years of age or older, or with people who are of any age but have a permanent disability. Like for example, if you have a kidney failure or have a certain disability where you're social security disabled. Um, and you have to have been disabled for at least 24 months to be eligible for Medicare prior to age 65. So if you, for example, are age 42 and um, you know, you're diagnosed with uh, end-stage renal disease or have renal failure, then that's a fast track to get Medicare approved prior to your 65th birthday. Oh, thank you, Paula. Let's talk about um, uh, how the different parts of Medicare and how sure. they work. Absolutely. So with Medicare, there's two parts. There's part A and part B. Um, as you can see here on this slide, this is a picture of what a Medicare card will look like. And your Medicare number is made up of a jumble of letters and numbers um, for your protection. So everybody has their own um, Medicare card. Now, part A is the hospital part of Medicare and part B is the medical part of Medicare. And I'll get into what those two parts um, actually entail. But first, you need to understand when to sign up. So some people are automatically enrolled in Part A and B. And the only way you're automatically enrolled is if you're already drawing Social Security benefits or you're under 65 and have a disability, which means you're drawing Social Security disability, or the other way you'd automatically get enrolled is if you were diagnosed with ALS, which is also Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, that is, those are the three ways that you'll automatically have your Medicare card mailed to you without you having to do anything. So that means you're already in Social Security system getting benefits. Therefore, when it's your time for Medicare, they're automatically going to mail you this card. Now, for those people who need to sign up, actually physically go online or to the Social Security office, as mentioned before, those would be people who are not receiving Social Security as of yet. Um, or if you have been diagnosed with end-stage renal disease. So if you get a diagnosis with kidney failure, you have ESRD, you automatically um, are eligible for Medicare and you just need to go sign up for it and show your proof of the diagnosis. However, if you are still working and um, you have not started drawing Social Security, then you are gonna fall into the category of needing to go sign up for Medicare when it's your time um, for those benefits. And we'll get into that here in a little more detail as well. But to answer your question, Mary, there's actually um, three enrollment periods where you would sign up for Part A and B. And the first is gonna be your initial enrollment period. It's called an IEP. This begins three months prior to the month you turn 65 and continues through the end of the third month after. So for example, if you turn 65 in July, then you can sign up for Medicare in April, May, and June, so three months prior, the month of July, 
and then three months after, August, September, October, that's your what's called seven month window to enroll in Medicare for the first time. However, some people don't realize that they have this initial enrollment period. So if you miss that enrollment period, there's a GEP, which is a general enrollment period that does happen every year. And it happens from January 1st through March 31st. And that means your Medicare will take effect July 1st of that year that you enroll. Now this general enrollment period is only designed for those people who truly miss their initial time. It doesn't happen often, but it can happen. So Medicare has this general time frame that they allow you to enroll in Medicare. And now for those people who are still working, for example, great example I always use is my mother. She's 69 years old. She's still working. So she's delayed with rolling into Medicare because she has employer-sponsored coverage. So she'll have a special enrollment period which allows individuals who delayed enrolling in Part B because they're receiving benefits through an employer, or maybe they're the spouse or dependent of somebody working and have employer benefits. So those people get an eight month window. So for example, if you retire, um, let's say December 31st, then you have eight months from that date to enroll in Medicare without any penalties at all. And like I said, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. So Medicare being a puzzle has a lot of different parts. And part A is gonna be hospital coverage. Part B is gonna be medical coverage. And there's a very distinct difference between the two. Part C is now called Medicare Advantage Plan Programs. And we'll touch base on that a little bit as well. And then part D is drug coverage which is gonna be your prescription drug plan. So part A, part A covers hospital. So what that means is, is that's gonna be an inpatient care in a hospital, such as a critical access hospital, a rehabilitation facility, or a long-term care hospital. This is gonna be inpatient care in a skilled nursing facility, facility excuse me, but that does not include custodial or long-term care. So that means that does not cover a nursing home or a long-term care facility. That's gonna cover an inpatient hospital stay. Hospice care services do fall under this category, as well as some home health care services, which we'll get into a little bit later on what that means. There is no cost for Medicare Part A. As long as you or your spouse has worked at least 10 years in a Medicare covered facility and paid Medicare taxes, then you qualify for Medicare Part A at no cost. You have to be age 65 or older and you have to be a US citizen as well. Part B medical coverage individuals have to actually enroll in this coverage and that's where i was alluding to earlier with those initial enrollment periods and special enrollment periods you have to physically enroll in medicare part b if you are coming from an employer plan or if you are not drawing social security otherwise as i mentioned before you're going to be automatically enrolled in this 
if you're already drawing Social Security. Now, Part B does come at a premium. Those premiums can change from year to year, depending on the year you turn 65 or are eligible for Medicare, and they are higher depending on your income. These premiums are deducted from your Social Security check or a railroad retirement check or even a civil service retirement check. And the Social Security Administration can let you know where those premiums will come out of. Um, Part B is basically funded by the government. However, the employees, or excuse me, the individuals rather, um, we pay our premiums. That, that accounts for about 25% of the actual cost. If you miss your Part B enrollment, there could be a penalty. So those enrollment periods I discussed earlier are very important. That penalty is 10% of the premium for each one-year period that you delayed enrolling. So it's very important that you pay attention to those enrollment periods. And as I mentioned before, that general enrollment period for everybody is January 1st through March 31st each year. So Part B costs, um, it varies depending on income, as I mentioned before. And um, this link here at the bottom, and, and Mary, would you like me to share this? Um, cost for Medicare Part B with everybody? Yes, please do that, Paula. That'd okay, absolutely. So Medicare Part B cost, and you can find this on Medicare's website, but I have linked this um, into the presentation so it's easy to get to. As you can see, Medicare Part B costs are based on what your income was two years ago from when you enroll. So to look at your tax return, and they look at it as an individual, and they look at it as a joint. So depending on how you file taxes would depend on where your income would fall in these categories. Most people pay a monthly premium of 144.60 if you enrolled in Medicare Part B in the year 2020. And as you can see, that premium will increase as your income increases. So as a small recap here, Medicare Part A is gonna be your inpatient hospital care, your care in a critical access hospital, skilled nursing care, hospice care, and home health care. Now your Part B services are gonna include a physician's office visit service, outpatient hospital, different from inpatient, so these are outpatient charges, physical therapy, ambulance service, durable medical equipment, prosthetics, some Part B covered drugs, so these are drugs that are administered in the doctor's office, and preventative care services. So Paula, let's talk a little bit about Medicare supplements and why we need them. Okay, absolutely. So Medicare supplements are very important because as you can see, Medicare does cover a lot of items, but there's a lot of blanks that they leave that will become your cost. So as I mentioned before, Medicare is a fee-for-service program. There's a fee for the service that you're getting. So while Medicare is gonna pay a lot of the cost, they're not gonna pay for everything. So Medicare supplements are, are a very um, important factor when it comes to being Medicare eligible. 
So as you can see here on the screen, there are several Medicare plans available. There's a lot of private insurance companies that offer these plans. Every private insurance company just charges a different price. So Medicare supplements are the same, no matter if it's with a Anthem or a Humana or a AARP, the policy is the same because Medicare came up with them that every place charges a different price. So let's look at an example here. So this is Medicare supplement plan G as in George. For example, Medicare part A, as I mentioned, covers hospitalization. So this column here tells you that Medicare is gonna pay the first 60 days that you're in the hospital, Medicare is gonna pay all the bill except $1,408. Now that's what's called your Medicare Part A deductible. Now this particular supplement picks that deductible up for you. And so then you will pay zero. Um, on these plans, the difference with Medicare versus traditional insurance is we're used to these deductibles being calendar year. Well, with Medicare's hospital deductible, this $1,408 regenerates every 60 days. So if you're in the hospital on January 1st um, and you've met your $1,408 deductible and you're back in the hospital in April, that deductible is gonna start over. So if you have got a supplement that will pay that deductible, it will pay for it every single time. So it's very important when it comes to your out-of-pocket costs. So as it goes on, there's certain days where Medicare is gonna leave certain amounts behind. And if you've got a supplement, it's gonna pick it up. Most importantly, we get a lot of questions regarding skilled nursing facility care. So, if you've been in the hospital, for example, let's say you've had a stroke and you've been in the hospital for at least three days and now you've got to enter a Medicare approved facility and it could be a nursing home to do your rehab, to do your um, skilled care. So Medicare is going to pay the first 20 days of that uh, skilled nursing care. Again, whether it's in a skilled nursing rehab facility or if it's in a nursing home that has a skilled nursing rehab facility. What you, don't may, or what you may not realize is after those 20 days, if you still need care, Medicare is gonna leave behind $176 a day that's your responsibility if all you have is your red, white, and blue Medicare cards. So if you have a Medicare supplement, as you see this one here does, it will pay that day 21 through 100. It'll pick up that $176 a day. Even further, that's most important where a lot of people get a little confused is on day 100, Medicare quits paying and your supplement quits paying because a supplement is designed to supplement Medicare. So if Medicare says yes, your supplement says yes. If Medicare says I'm done, your supplement says me too. So understand that if you do not have a long-term care policy or you have enough money to self-pay, if you have to go into a nursing home at this point and you cannot rehabilitate from the you know, surgery or, or whatever happened to you to get you to this point, a long-term care policy is very important because Medicare is designed to help you on the medical side, not on the long-term um, 
take care of you side, whereas if you're in a home or even have someone come to your house. That's very, very important with Medicare. Yeah, thank you so much for explaining that in detail. So many of our clients or people who call us really just don't understand that at all, Paula. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And to kind of show you here some services that are most popular here on Medicare Part B. So Medicare Part B is in boy is the medical part of Medicare. This is what we pay for out of our Social Security check. Um, these are going to be medical expenses that are outpatient services. So that could be a, a physician visit, a hospital visit. That can be um, that can be uh, durable medical equipment or speech therapy. So Medicare is going to pay 80% for those services, and then you would owe 20% for those services if you don't have anything but that red, white, and blue Medicare card. But most importantly, that 20% doesn't have a stopping point. So it's very important that we have a Medicare supplement to take care of that 20% so that you have something that's, that's got a buffer so that you don't have high out-of-pocket costs for any medical services. So this is where um, it's a good explanation here of Medicare Part B and how when Medicare pays 80%, your supplement's going to pay the 20. One we get asked, off, or asked often about is home health care. Now, home health care does not mean I had somebody come to my house and take care of me 24 hours a day. That's going to be different. That's going to be skilled care. This is going to be uh, medically necessary skilled care services and medical supplies. So if you have um, a doctor write you um, a note that and they say that you need to have skilled care at home, Medicare is going to pay 100% for that, but that does not mean that it pays for someone to come to the home to fix you breakfast, to help you to the restroom, things of that nature. That's what a long-term care policy is for. So that's a big misconception. So that's very important to understand the difference. And as yes. I mentioned, durable medical equipment, you know, a wheelchair, a hospital bed at home, those types of things that you might need, Medicare is gonna pay 80% and a supplement's gonna fill in the 20%. Again, thank you for explaining that. So many people don't understand that. Absolutely, yes ma'am. It's very confusing because there's so many different types of care trying to decipher, you know, which one falls in what category. Yes. So what does Medicare not cover? So Medicare does not cover your Part A and B deductibles. That's that hospital deductible I mentioned before. Uh, the co-insurance is the 20% I mentioned earlier. The second bullet point and the third bullet point I've always found is completely ridiculous, but Medicare does not cover routine hearing exams, hearing aids or screenings, or routine eye exams or eyewear, which unfortunately, you know, the older we get, the worse our hearing is going to get and the worse our vision is going to get. So I just really find that unfortunate. Um, however, as you can see, it says not associated with cataract surgery. If you have a medical eye issue, Medicare does take care of those, um, those coverages. That is a covered, cataract surgery is a covered Medicare service. But just for just routine eye exams, glasses, contacts, Medicare does not cover those items. Medicare does not cover custodial care, which is unskilled in a nursing home. So that's very important. Cosmetic surgery, 
any outpatient prescription drugs. So we're gonna to touch base on that here in a moment. Most dental care is not covered and any travel outside of the United States is not covered. You've gotta remember Medicare is a federal program. So you're covered in our United States. So if you travel outside the United States, you'll wanna purchase a travel policy just in case something happens. So I'm gonna touch briefly on Medicare Part C. Part C is what is called a Medicare Advantage plan. These plans are different from Medicare supplements as a supplement supplements Medicare. A Medicare Advantage plan kind of takes over Medicare. So as long as you're entitled and enrolled in Medicare Part A and B, you can buy a Medicare Advantage plan. These are purchased through private carriers, um, CMS, um, they're private plans that are contracted with CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, uh, to be administered on behalf of CMS. So what that means is you buy a Medicare Advantage plan through a Humana company, for example. So instead of using your Medicare card, you're using your Advantage plan card. And what that means is, is you have to use a restricted network of doctors, a restricted um, facility network. So you can only use your card where they take that Humana or where they take that AARP. Whereas with Medicare and a supplement, you can go anywhere in, um, in the US where Medicare is accepted and your supplement will go with you. That's a very, very big difference between the two. Medicare does pay a fixed amount um, on behalf of the Medicare beneficiary, the actual insured, every month to offer these Medicare Advantage plans. As I mentioned, you're restricted to a network. So they're treated very much like an HMO or a PPO. They do have prescription drug plans built in. And at a minimum, they have to cover everything that Medicare covers. Um, but they can provide some extra benefits like vision and routine hearing coverage, or maybe a fitness, um, like a, a gym membership reimbursement and dental benefits. But again, I can't stress enough that a Medicare Advantage plan is not the same as having Medicare. So it's very important to um, do your research when looking at supplements versus Medicare Advantage plans. Thank you for clarifying that. That's something. I was confused about, we get so many uh, uh, pieces of mail about Medicare Advantage and about different supplements and it gets to be very confusing. So thanks for the clarification. Yes, it absolutely does. And I, and I, you kind of wish there wasn't two, but the reason there's a Medicare Advantage plan is sometimes the premiums on those plans are a little bit more affordable for some and that's great. They just have to understand that they're gonna have out-of-pocket expenses they're gonna have network you know, restrictions. Um, so there's, there's a big difference with Medicare Advantage plans. So when you have a supplement, you have to understand if somebody's mailing you information to know that MA or Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplement are completely different worlds. So it's definitely, like I mentioned, um, definitely worth educating yourself and doing the research on that. And as I mentioned before, um, you have to reside in the planned service area to even purchase one, um, which is going to restrict you to a service area. You can only enroll during certain time frames, which we'll get into, 
and you're not eligible if you have end-stage renal disease. So there are some restrictions with Medicare Advantage plans. So an enrollment period, as I mentioned in a slide earlier, we talked about the initial enrollment period, a general enrollment period, and a special enrollment period. Well, that was in regards to signing up for Medicare. Now this enrollment period is for those signing up for a Medicare Advantage um, or a Medicare Part D drug plan. So a Medicare Part D drug plan has a special enrollment period. You can sign up for one when you're new to Medicare, so that's your first opportunity. Or you can sign up or change your drug plan every year from October 15th through December 7th. They call it the annual enrollment period. And you'll notice this time of year that the commercials really start ramping up about Medicare prescription drug plans on TV. Um, during this time, any, any plan that you choose during that um, time frame will begin on January 1st of the following year. Um, again, with Medicare Advantage plans, um, you cannot change your plan if you have end-stage renal disease. They're real strict about that. But let's talk a little bit more about Part D. So Medicare Part D is the only letter that kind of makes sense, is D's for drugs, D's for prescription drugs. Now, prescription drugs were not covered by Medicare, and some Medicare supplements had, had a tiny benefit uh, a long time ago. But in 2003, the law was signed to start a Medicare Part D drug plan program, and it took effect for the first time January 1st of 2006. So it's crazy to think that we've only had Part D drug coverage available to our seniors and our Medicare beneficiaries for only 14 years. These policies are provided to you and available to you as a Medicare beneficiary by private companies like Humana, SilverScript, um, Anthem. There's several different carriers available. So you purchase this separate from your supplement and it's completely separate from Medicare. It's a special card that you have that you will take to the pharmacy to uh, fill your prescription. Some people may um, apply for and qualify for financial assistance. So there are some cost sharing opportunities there for low income. And you can be dual eligible and have a Medicare um, Part D plan and those dual eligibles would qualify for Medicaid and Medicare both. And just remember the difference, Medicaid is income-based, Medicare, you're eligible by age or disability. So there's a big difference between Medicare and Medicaid. Part D, one downfall, and I like to call it a downfall in the system because some people, don't take prescriptions, and they may not want a prescription drug plan right now. As you mentioned, or as I mentioned rather, as you saw earlier, that there's an enrollment period every year for when you want to change or enroll in a Medicare Part D plan. However, there is a penalty if you do not enroll when you first become eligible. So let's say, for example, you're eligible for Medicare um, in January of, of 2018. But in October of 2020, you decide during the annual enrollment period, you want to enroll in Medicare. Well, you're going to have a penalty 
of 1% per month of the national average base premium for every month you were not enrolled, but you could have been. So it's a two-year penalty going from January 2018 all the way to January 2021 if you decide to enroll this year. Now that penalty, and I'm gonna go back to my mother as an example, that penalty will not be assessed if you had creditable coverage. So for example, an employer-sponsored plan. As I mentioned earlier, my mother is 69 years old. She still works. And so she still has coverage through her employer. She is not enrolled in a Medicare Part D plan right now. One day when she retires, she will have to get a plan. And when she can show proof that she had coverage through her employer, that penalty will not be assessed to her. So that penalty is very important to be cognizant of whether you think you need a plan or not. My best advice is, is to take the cheapest plan available until one day when you know things change and maybe you start taking medications or start taking more expensive medications, uh, that annual enrollment period will allow you to change your plan. Now Part D, um, the plan costs are determined by the private insurance companies, but your income could have a factor in that as well. So with this, I have linked here the um, cost associated with Part D. Um, the Part D income-related cost didn't start until 2011, and unfortunately, it's still there. Um, but for Medicare Part D, um, and again, this is on Medicare's website, so Medicare.gov. You can put in the search bar here, Medicare Part D plan cost, and it will show you um, or give you a bunch of information about it. But here at the bottom, again, it goes back two years and it will show you if your income is a certain threshold, then when it says here you pay your plan premium, what that means is, is if the Part D drug plan is $15, then you're gonna pay $15. However, if you fall in this category right here, for example, then you're going to pay $15 plus $12.20. So now your premium is going to cost $27.20 because of where your income falls. And that's all determined by tax filing status. And that's something that you would discuss with the Social Security Office as far as where you feel. Um, if you're not sure, they can tell you where you'll fall in that category. So those are all the parts of Medicare. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity today. Um, please feel free to call me anytime if you have any questions or have some specific questions on your situations that I can help you with. And Mary and Stacy, thank you all so much for this opportunity today. Gosh, it was great to have you, Paula. That was so informative. Does anybody have anything right now? I do have a question, Paula. Okay. In in relation to the 100 days in the nursing home and skilled nursing and nursing home with Medicare, can you explain what happens when a patient would go in the hospital and have a three night stay and then go back to the nursing home? 
So are you saying, um, have they been already or is this a, a brand new event? They've already been in the nursing home and say they're, they've been in there for 140 days and they've used their 100 days. They go back to the hospital for whatever event that they had and then they stay in the hospital for that three night stay. When they go back to the nursing home, can you explain how okay. Medicare will then work again? So um, I'm pretty sure that there is a time frame that they have to be out and I'll need to look at that, Stacy. I don't have that memorized off the top of my head. Um, but with Medicare, you know, they're going to pay that first 20 days in a skilled, um, skilled nursing rehab. So for example, if somebody um, has a stroke and as long as you're in the hospital for three days, and you enter a Medicare approved facility within 30 days of leaving the hospital, that meets Medicare's requirements, they're gonna pay as they say. So they're gonna pay that first 20 days, and then after 20 days, they're gonna leave that, I think it was $172 a yes. day behind, yes. and that's the Medicare beneficiary, that's the individual's responsibility if they don't have a supplement to help cover that cost. Now, if 100 days go by, um, Medicare is going to quit paying. Um, Medicare only allows those 100 days. So this is where I mentioned it's very important that they have a long-term care plan or, you know, a, a savings because they're going to have to start paying somebody directly, whether it's in home care or um, it's a nursing home. Because skilled, what people have to understand is skilled nursing facilities can only take care of you to a point. They're only trained to take care of you to a point. They can't help you for the rest of your life. So that's a you know completely separate group of, of, of uh, healthcare professionals for that matter. Um, I know my grandmother went through this. Mm -hmm. um, she had a stroke, she was in the hospital. She went to Sky Rehab here in Bowling Green. Um, the first 20 days were paid for. Medicare kicked in and she ended up having to go to a nursing home and she did not have a long-term care policy. So that had to be paid for out of her pocket. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a very important, um, a very important thing to understand where something starts and something else mm -hmm. needs to begin. Because as yes. I mentioned, two completely different worlds when it comes to, you know, taking care of yourself. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Any other questions? Well, Paula, thank you so much. Uh, um, this will, of course, be on our website so people can go back and, and, and take a look. Um, uh, obviously, I think most people's heads are spinning if they haven't really thought about Medicare before. Um, it's quite complicated. There are lots of pieces to it. Uh, I think your puzzle analogy is absolutely perfect. So. <laughs> Uh, we just appreciate you so much. And of course, uh, Paula's right here in Bowling Green. Hatch's uh, insurance group is, um, uh, has been around a while and uh, everybody knows where she is. So she's yeah. always there and available for you. And we appreciate you so much. Yes, thank, thank you all so much again. I really appreciate this. And, and as always, anybody who watches this, feel free to call our office anytime. And we, not just myself, we have several at our office that are Medicare specialists and we're happy to talk you through your situation and kind of put you on the right path. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you Bye -bye. all. Bye. -bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pathways Senior Care Advisors Coffee and Conversation Podcast. If you have additional questions about today's topic or would like to learn more on how Pathways Senior Care Advisors can help you or your loved one find high-quality senior care, visit us online at pathwayssca.com or call 270-901-1878.